Today is actually December 7th, 2021, which, you know, eventually we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to have another like, uh, BCAD thing where we start over this, uh, these, these years because 2021 is becoming a, a tongue twister. I mean, what are we going to do? We're going to start saying 3,030. We're like, no, this is too, too much. We need to get back to like, uh, we can just say like, you know, today's 50, today's 51, 52, 53 and start. And we'll just do that because, you know, that's easier. And then we don't, and then, you know, for the history book, the whole, the whole, uh, BC AD thing, that's just for the history books at the time. They weren't saying that stuff. They weren't saying anything. They were saying, please don't, please don't slaughter me or something like that to their, uh, to their leaders. But I would like to get, I would like to get something like that going, you know, maybe we can get a vote going. Cause let's be honest. Some of these, uh, year numbers are bad luck, you know, but anyways, this is the Leon Lounge. You're listening to your host here. Uh, I'm Leon, and today is December 7th. Um, before I make myself sound like an ass, let me make sure that that's true. Yes, today is Tuesday, December 7th, 2021, and it is actually the anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. And uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor is actually very... Um, it's it was one of the worst attacks that we ever that was ever perpetrated on America in the history and I'd like to talk about it for a little while and the th- the thing about it is is I you know this one kind of Pearl Harbor has always hit particularly uh close to me um <clears throat> and and many others I'm sure but my my great uncle my great uncle <clears throat> was in World War 2 and he had a uh, newspaper clipping hanging up in his living room or his den, as uh, we would call them back then, um, that said, you know, it, it said invasion and, you know, and and it was about Pearl Harbor. I, I realize now it was about Pearl Harbor, but at that time I was a little kid the first time I saw it. And I said, invasion, you mean like an alien invasion? Which is what I asked my grandfather. And he said, he started laughing and he said, well, kind of, yes, you know. Um, you're a little slow, obviously, and maybe we should think about putting you in some different classes in school, but yeah, um, kind of like an alien invasion. And, and then I, I actually, I used to read, I used to, every time I would go to my uncle Hugh's house, I would read that newspaper clipping off the wall and I would read it over and over. And, uh, and I learned, I learned, and then I realized that it was actually, you know, human beings doing these things to other human beings and then my grandfather explained it to me later he said hey man don't don't bring that stuff up you little you little uh r word because your uncle doesn't like to talk about that because he was like 17 when he you know had to go to war and he he would he has a purple heart he had my uncle he had a purple heart and he got injured and i think he was at um one of the he was at one of the really big um one of the really big particular war days in uh in uh it might have been in France or wherever it was when World War Two was happening. He actually went, you know, to, to Europe during World War Two, which is which is really a big deal. I don't know if, if any of you have any uh relatives who were um in the war, feel free to reach out if you're listening to this. And to be honest, you're probably listening to this on December seventh, twenty twenty two, because I, at the current time, I'm just, I'm just, 
I'm just putting this stuff in the can. I'm just trying to bank up um, podcasts. But I'm looking at a picture right now just to describe what I'm looking at because this is audio only because I'm having some video issues here. Um, take a little drink. I'm drinking a little uh, little vodka soda and lime after work. Just winding down. I'm looking at a picture here of Pearl Harbor and the bombing. Someone got a very vivid picture of it. It's black and white, but it almost looks like a face, like in the flames and then the explosion. There's just all these little pieces flying out everywhere. And But in the very center, it looks like a person's face. Like you can almost see two eyes and um and like a, it, it kind of it kind of looks like a gorilla or something, to be honest with you. It looks really strange. But uh, Pearl Harbor has always fascinated me. And, you know, Pearl Harbor is, if for any of you listeners who are not from America, Pearl Harbor is was a U.S., is still, I guess today, is a U.S. naval base near Honolulu, Hawaii. And there was a devastating surprise attack by the Japanese forces on December 7th, 1941, uh, about 8 a.m. in the morning. And it was on a Sunday morning. And hundreds... And, and hundreds of Japanese fighter planes. Now think about think about hundreds of planes. When you go to your normal airport and you look out at all the planes, you're nowhere near seeing a hundred. Like you're maybe looking at like twenty, twenty five, maybe like in your in your own line, eyesight. But hundreds of Japanese fighter planes descended on the base where they managed to destroy and damage nearly twenty American naval vessels, including eight battleships and over 300 airplanes more than 2400 americans died in the attack including civilians and another 1000 people were wounded now just to put that into perspective um at that time at that time this was unheard of like this this see we lost a lot of people in 911 a lot of civilians died in 911 and we um and then you know the in that scene, and that's still really that's a lot. And but this, this at the time was like unreal. Like this to the people of America at this time, this was the absolute worst news they could have gotten. Like it's, it's just that's a lot of people for that time. I'm just putting that in perspective. I mean, this was the 40s, you know. I mean, this was just a mere, this was just a mere 20 years past the roaring 20s, you know. So we're 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 coming out of the Great Depression, I think, at this time, in the Dust Bowl and whatnot. So we don't we we already lost a lot of people due to all of those things. But so twenty four hundred Americans died in the attack total, and another one thousand were wounded. And the day after the assault, actually, Franklin Franklin Delano Roosevelt asked Congress to declare war on Japan. Okay, so. That it took less than 24 hours for our president to say, okay, we are at war with Japan. And uh, although the attack on Pearl Harbor was a surprise, uh, Japan and the, New- and the United States, we have been, uh, we have been tugging at each other's uh, Johnsons, you know, for a little while. We, you know, we, we were kind of doing a little tit for tat thing and we were not getting along um, for decades, apparently. And, we were, we we were, 
as Americans, and, and I say we, I'm using the we as rural. I'm not saying like myself in particular. I love Japanese culture. I, you know, uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, I've forgiven them, you know, for, for all the things that we've done. And hopefully they've forgiven us, which I don't really think that they have. But I think that they've just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But this is all in jest, folks. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just delivering the information that I know about about the events that happened that day. So we were unhappy with Japan at this time. And they they had a increasingly, um, they had an increasingly uh, demeanor, a bad demeanor towards uh, China. Japan was not very good with China at that time. And the government believed that the only way to solve its economic issues was to expand its neighbor territory and take over its import market. To this, uh, Japan actually declared war on China in 1937, and uh, a lot of um, atrocities and things ensued. And I'm not going to get too much into that because I want to keep this podcast particularly about Pearl Harbor and and our involvement in it as Americans, but I can get a little more into that maybe uh, another time. But it result there was a there was a particular massacre and that massacre was called the Nanking Massacre, um, and there was a, lots of other atrocities. But um, as Americans, we our officials responded to this aggression with a with a lot of economic um, uh, embargoes and and the sanctions and whatnot. And they reasoned that uh, without access to money and goods and especially essential supplies like oil, Japan would have to reign in its expansion they would have to uh you know stand down a little bit and uh the the sanctions did the opposite they didn't they didn't like what we were doing they didn't like us butting into their um to their uh endeavors and i don't blame them for that because you know every every here's the thing every government feels like they're that they're the king. They feel like, you know, you stay out of my business. I do what I do. I don't want these outside influences, influences what I'm doing, but I'm doing is right. And every government feels that way. And at this exact same time, Germany was doing the same thing, you know, and, and, and we were kind of doing our own thing at this time. And then, you know, like every government thinks that they're right. That's the problem. Like that's the problem with governments. And, and, and that's why the UN, the UN doesn't nearly have enough, um, they don't have enough, I, I believe they don't have enough involvement with each other because it seems like every government still feels like they're all their own thing. You know, like, they, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm, you know, I, this is the right way, that's the wrong way. And they need to all have more meetings together and say, like, look, here's what's good things about our economy and the way we do things, and here's the good things about your economy. Let's, let's, let's try to work this out now. Let's talk to each other and figure it out. But that's not what happens, and that's never going to happen. But, you know, what are you going to do? So Japan did not like our involvement. So they they decided they were going to stand their ground, you know. And the the negotiations that that went place between uh between Japan and the uh, US uh we were stubborn. We were both stubborn. And it it was like a uh it was right it was like at a uh all, like a boiling point, you know. It was like a boiling pot that hadn't spilt over onto the eye of the stove yet, you know. And the steam hadn't risen and uh, warped your cabinets and then made you have to go and buy new uh, cabinet doors because the steam directly rises up and hits the cabinets right above your uh, right above the eyes on your uh, stove top, which is exactly what happens at my house. 
But so Pearl Harbor, you know, in Hawaii, it's 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 people think of Hawaii as somewhat like I feel in my myself, me myself included, people think of Hawaii as like somewhat close to like California. Like they're like, oh, you know, people from California go to Hawaii a lot, and it's like it's actually pretty freaking far. Like it's 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 actually two thousand miles away from the U.S. You know, and and it's four thousand from Japan. So they believe that no one no one from the no one from Japan would ever attack on the distant islands of Hawaii. Like they felt like Japan had just went ahead and considered Hawaii, you know, part of uh, you know that that's 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 not not something that they're going to attack. That's the way that Japan felt. So. It was there was just a casual demeanor all the time in Hawaii, and there still kind of is. Hawaii is just it's just it seems like from what I'm told, I've never been, but um, my grandmother had been, and I've you know heard many people talk about when they had been. There's there's just a certain demeanor there, like you feel like you're you kind of feel like your life is on pause while you're there, sort of like everything just kind of like you're and and I think that goes with a lot of islands, but I don't know I've, I've, I haven't been to any uh, you know tropical islands and. A very very long time but nor have I really ever actually but so uh, at this time um our officials our our intelligence officials our spies were they were very they were very confident that a uh, Japanese was going to attack us um they were they were thinking it was going to be somewhere in the South Pacific like uh Singapore or something you know or like the the East Indies or, or something like that but um, they weren't because they were so blase. Our our military was so you know they were like whatever. They had that Hawaii attitude that no one was would ever attacked. Uh, whatever going to attack Hawaii. Um, they you know Pearl Harbor was pretty uh pretty wide ass open. You know, they were just sitting there on the beach in the sun, kind of chilling. You know, like most people in Hawaii do, but. Um, there was actually an entire, uh, there was actually an entire fleet that was, uh, around it, it, a Ford Island in the harbor and hundreds of airplanes were squeezed onto an adjacent, uh, airfield. Uh, you know, so basically not only did the Americans think that Pearl Harbor would never be attacked by Japan, um, it was seemingly to the Japanese, Pearl Harbor was seemingly irresistibly an easy target because they, you know, that's just how they felt. Um, So the Japan, they had a plan and their plan was simple. Destroy that Pacific fleet. You know, um, the fleet that was on the, on the outlyings of Hawaii, um, that was around the Ford Island. Uh, they, they said, look, we take these guys out and then they wouldn't be able to fight back. And, uh, so on December 7th, after months of planning, um, the Japanese finally decided to, uh, the, the, the frog finally decided to leap. And the Japanese planes, you know, descended on Pearl Harbor and bombs and bullets rained onto um, all of the ships. And at about, you know, at about 10 minutes after 8 a.m., 
An 1,800-pound bomb smashed through the deck of the battleship USS Arizona. And uh, it landed in the forward ammunition magazine. The ship exploded and sank with more than 1,000 men trapped inside. And then torpedoes pierced the shell of the battleship USS Oklahoma with 400 sailors aboard. The Oklahoma lost balance, rolled over onto her big old iron side, and then slowly descended underwater. This was all done very quickly. Um, it was very strategically done. Uh, <clears throat> the, the They had planned it out very well, and they knew exactly where they should drop the bombs. And normally in a situation like this, you wouldn't exactly hit ex- you know right where you really wanted to, but the Japanese did. They They did. And uh, they did their research, and then uh, they came and, and went full send on us. So, less than two hours after that surprise attack, and uh, pretty much every battleship in Pearl Harbor, and these battleships, um, there was about, I think it was about six of them, seven of them, um, they had all sustained a lot of damage. Um so the the attack crippled and destroyed nearly 20 American ships and more than 300 airplanes. And there was 20 ships. I thought there was like seven or eight. There was 20 that they nearly destroyed. Wow, I was off by a lot. Sorry about that. <clears throat> so um, the also there were airfields that were also destroyed. Um, <clears throat> but more than importantly... 2,403 sailors, soldiers, and civilians were killed. And an additional 1,000 people were uh, severely wounded. And, you know, but to the surprise of the, Jap- of the Japanese army at the time, they actually failed. They didn't completely cripple the Pacific Fleet, the Pacific Fleet like they wanted. So... Um, by the 1940s, the battleships were no longer the most important naval vessel aircraft carriers were. And as it happened, all of the Pacific Fleet's carriers were away from the base on December 7th. Some had returned to the mainland and others delivering planes to troops on Midway Island and Wake Island. And uh, the Battle of Midway, I think, was a very good one as well. Not a good one, but a good one to learn about. Um, So... The Pearl Harbor assault had left the base's most vital onshore facilities and oil storage deposits, repair shops, shipyards, submarine docks intact. As a result, the U.S. Navy was able to rebound relatively quickly from the attack. And <clears throat> so, <clears throat> old, old uh, Frankie D., old Frankie D. Roosevelt, addressed a joint session of the U.S. Congress on December 8th, just one day after the attack on Pearl Harbor. And he said... And I'm quoting this. He said, uh, let me get a little effect going here for for the listeners. He said, Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. And I have no idea if he actually sounds like that at all, but hey, I gave it a shot. And he went on to say that, uh, hell, let's go for it again. He said, no matter how long 
it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people and their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. I believe I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but we will take very certain that this form of treachery shall never endanger us again. All right, so <clears throat> I gave it a shot, whatever. So after the attack, after the attack on Pearl Harbor, and for the first time during the years of discussion and debate, the American people were united in their determination to go to war with, you guessed it, Japan, or Japanese. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not, and I love Japanese people, I'm not making fun of them. The Japanese had wanted to uh, go the U.S. into an agreement to lift economic sanctions against them. Instead, they had pushed their adversary into a global conflict. Whoops! That ultimately resulted in uh, resulted in Japan's first occupy occupation by a foreign power, and that was a big old. They picked a big old batch of whoopsie daisies on that one. <clears throat> My voice is getting hoarse after that. Uh, great impression. So on December eighth. Uh, Congress approved Roosevelt's declaration of war on Japan. Three days later, Japan's allies, Germany and Italy, declared war against the United States. Ooh! Germany! Germany and Italy joined the war against the United States. Oh. You know? So, uh, I, you know, and I, you know, j let's be honest here. Italy was, uh, Italy was at the time pretty much uh, occupied by Germany. Um, I don't think that the Italian people really agreed wholeheartedly with going to war with the U.S. because it, uh, I love Italian people. I think that they're very nice people. But who knows? I don't know. I don't know what was in their head. But So this, for the second time, Congress reciprocated declaring war on the European powers. More than two years after the start of World War II, the United States had entered a conflict. So we were a little bit late to the party. And I don't think a lot of people realize that that uh, how in for our younger listeners, World War Two was a was a there's a reason we call it World War Two. It was a second world war, and to be defined as a world war, I think it has to include like so many uh, superpowers. And this wasn't like two small countries, you know, going at it. This wasn't a battle, you know. This was a all out war. And we, it went on, it rained, it went on for two years before we joined as America. We were trying to keep our nose out of their business. Truly, I believe that. And, uh, you know, Japan said, nah, we're going to bring you in. You going to, you going to join. You need to just go ahead and join the wall. And we said, all right, well, so that's what we did. So we joined World War Two. That's what brought us, that is how we were pulled into this um, giant, um, hor horrific war in which uh, we we found out that the Nazis were pretty much um, trying to exterminate an entire uh, culture of people within uh, Europe and neighboring uh, countries. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much you know the the gist of Pearl Harbor um and that's what happened but you know a lot of times people don't uh people don't take people don't take a lot of time to uh 
to to think about the things that happened to the country's you know um to the country's history and the things that happened to people in the past and we just kind of like um you know and and like I said I was going to touch back on uh the the massacre of of Nanking and I hope I'm pronouncing that right but just just to help you understand a little more the the a little more detail um the japanese invaded the japanese and and uh the japanese invaded manchuria and established a puppet state called manchukuo 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 and sent colonists to settle the land this colony was uh this colony was successful um and as as if anybody is a history buff everybody knows that america's pretty successful at colonizing too but the colony was successful for the japanese and in 1937 japan broadened its invasion by bombing chinese cities and civilians nanking is a famous example of the japanese slaughter in china over 100,000 chinese civilians were killed during what is called by some um they call it the raping of nanking a hundred thousand chinese people were killed that is a frighteningly large number wow i you know you don't when you put it into numbers it really it really puts things into perspective it's like holy holy shit that's a lot of freaking people man um too many one is too many but a one hundred thousand yeah, pulling my collar right now, thing. But um, you know, we 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 criticized them for this, but we didn't take any action. Um, we uh, we 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 used we used economic power. We didn't use any force. I don't think about what Japan was doing. We used economic power to challenge them. And uh, but uh, Japan in the after the nineteen forties, Japan was encouraged by Hitler's conquests. And uh, and they began invading uh, the Dutch East Indies, French Indochina, Indochina. But they're, um, you know the they, their their expansion and the things they were doing really put pressure on all uh, on all Frankie D, Frankie D Roosevelt because he uh. He he had to move his Pacific fleet from California to Hawaii in 1940. Following that move, we pl- that's when we placed the uh, aforementioned embargoes and stuff of uh, uh you know aviation gasoline and uh, high grade oil uh, high grade metals and stuff is what we did. And they <clears throat> Japan responded by signing a treaty with Germany and Italy called the uh, the tri the it was called the Tripartite Pact and the pact would mean the U.S. will be forced into a two-front war with all three if it attacks any of these Axis powers. Okay, so if we attacked any of them, uh, that would mean that we were uh, fighting all three. And uh, Japan had hoped that that would be a deterrent from the U.S. moving further toward the war. They thought that this would keep them away. But the uh, the Japanese ambassador to the United States... Um, he discussed peace in the Pacific, but you know, d- despite what he said, the uh, the powers that be in Japan uh, continued 
into uh into southern into china you know they they continued to to move forward in their endeavors and taking over their uh uh other asian countries and uh we we froze all of our exports to japan we said you know what if you're going to continue to do this you know you we're we're not going to fund it you know what i'm saying it's like a it's like when a it's like when a parent says uh it's like when a parent says, you know what, like, I can't stop you from going out and doing dumb things, but I'm not going to pay for your gas money, you know what I'm saying, to their teenage kid. Like, they're like, you know, if you want to go out and be stupid, I can't stop you from doing that. I can't tie you up or whatever, but I'm definitely not going to give you that that sweet, sweet $20 bill to let you go out and buy gas and be dumb with your friends. That's basically what was going on. Uh, the, you know, we, we, we tried to attempt to, to negotiate an end to this embargo and avoid a war, but the negotiations were unsuccessful as most negotiations are. And, uh, it was taking, taking place in Washington and Germany. Um, it was pressuring Japan to fulfill its obligation to force the Americans into a war in the Pacific. And I think that this might me personally, you know, obviously Hitler, uh, was really Hitler was really pushing for us to go to war with Japan because he he felt that Japan was a pretty pretty fierce was a pretty fierce ally of his and he thought you know if the U.S. was at war with Japan we we would be we would be much he 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 knew that we were probably the only country that could stand up to him and if we couldn't stand up to him and we fell to Germany they would basically be able to take over the world. Um. They, you know, they, that's ultimately, that's what Hitler wanted. He wanted absolute power. Absolutely. He wanted everything. And he wanted to exterminate, um, he wanted to exterminate the, the Hebrew people and, uh, and, and move forward with his plans of a master race. And, uh, you know, we, we just weren't having it. I don't think at that time we were, we were like, nah, I don't think so, bruh. We're gonna de- derail your plans a little bit, but um, uh, but he, they were trying to goad us into a war, is what they were trying to do uh, in the Pacific. They didn't, you know, they wanted us to be fighting uh Japan, but Japan agreed finally to stop further expansion, but it they refused to end their occupation of China. The you know um this proposal was unthinkable. To uh, uh to the United States, um, we refused, and we needed more time to prepare the Pacific Fleet because it was inferior at the time. And uh, you know, old Frankie D, he wanted more negotiations to delay the war, which was probably inevitable, which he knew was inevitable. But he wanted more time to get ready. You know, but the the Japanese um the Japanese War Minister who uh was a uh, General Hideki. Tojo, General Tojo, he was preparing for war. He was not going to wait. Tojo stated to his uh, Japanese council that the policy of patience and perseverance was tantamount to self-annihilation. Okay, so he believed that it was time to act. So other Japanese leaders agreed to the deadline, and the deadline passed, and the Japanese attacked us. And that is where Pearl Harbor happened what happened at Pearl Harbor, but the, some decent, some, you know, 
uh, silver linings or whatever came out of the attack, and there was nothing good about it, but it proved the effectiveness of aircraft carriers, okay? So all the battleships that were crippled um, since uh, Pacific Fleet's aircraft carriers were untouched, that, you know, that... Uh, the 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 work at Pearl Harbor by the Japan was incomplete, and uh, you know they needed to uh, they needed to draw we we needed to draw um we needed to we needed to attack them with our Pacific fleet you know and uh, and that's how that's how it unfolded and uh, you know it's quite amazing. You know, I've I've never been to Pearl Harbor. My grandmother went once, and she told me all about it. And I I wish I could have gone, and that would have been fun. But uh, that's just not a not a place that I'd ever been to, and uh, I've never been to Hawaii. But you know, it, going to Hawaii really like islands. Like I'm cool with islands. You know, I'm all like I'm all about them, and I love the idea of island life. But islands scare me. I like islands just freak me out because to me, to me, an island is just a really slow moving boat. You know, like, let's be honest, you're on a boat out in the middle of the ocean. You're just because your boat's not going anywhere doesn't mean you're not on it. You know, just because it's got a little uh, got a little sand on its undercarriage, you know, and uh, a little bit of contact between between you know the the vessel and the in the ocean floor don't mean it's not a boat and Hawaii also scares me because it's like a freaking volcano apparently like it's 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 just a one big volcano island and I'm like okay so like you know my luck is I go to Hawaii right I'm chilling on the beach you know I'm wearing next to nothing I've had a few drinks let's be honest I'm gonna be I'm gonna, uh, it'll be it, if say it's 11 a.m say say like 11 a.m Hawaii I'm napping, sleeping off my first round of drinks. You know, I mean, I'm in Hawaii. You know, I've been out in the sun. I'm in Hawaii. I'm I'm sleeping it off, right? So I'm waking up from that nap on the beach, right? And I'm waking up. That's when the volcano decides to erupt, right? And I'm stuck on this boat island out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, 2,000 miles away from U.S. and 4,000 miles away from Japan, you know? So I don't, I, I don't, I don't, that, that just worries me. And then uh, knowing my luck, like, so every time I go to Florida, I go to the beach, that's when the storm's coming in. There's always another hurricane. I mean, we've had like 32 named, we we had to name these, we had to start naming these things. We had so many of them because we couldn't keep up. We couldn't just say like the one from two years ago. We had to start naming them. There's been like 32 named hurricanes this year. Knowing my luck, I'll go to Hawaii and that'll be the time that like, the worst storm ever hits Hawaii, you know, like a tsunami or something. And if you're looking at it on a map, you know, just a couple of, if you're looking at Hawaii on a map, just a couple of rolls of that wheel towards the palm of your hand, just roll it back. I mean, it is like a dot in the middle of a sea of blue. And I just, that just worries me. I don't know why it just makes me uneasy. And that's the same way I don't go on cruises that's the same reason I don't go on cruises. I love the beach. I do love going to the beach, but also if I go to the beach, I like to know that I can, I, you know, I can just be like, okay, uh, things are getting a little crazy. 
let's go, let's, you know, fuck the hotel room, let's just get in the, let's just get in the vehicle and drive home, get on that highway, start heading north, you know, start heading inward, let's start heading inland, if uh, the weather gets a little crazy, which it often does, so that's how I feel about Hawaii, but beautiful place, I've always wanted to go, um, and uh, it's, I, I, I only know of like, I know of like uh there's like Maui, you know, like the main island and stuff and, and things like that, but I've never been. And uh, if I did go, I would definitely visit um, Pearl Harbor and see, you know, see whatever, uh, you know, museum or, um, you know, some plaques probably hanging up and read some stuff because I like doing that wherever I go. I like to do that. And uh, that will be fun. But hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, this this little solo podcast of mine. I try to get some guests over. Uh, I got a guest coming actually tomorrow, and we're gonna talk about um, we we like to talk about historical events because we tend to we tend to ramble on, and we've got some serious uh, some serious ADD, and some of us. Some of us have some uh, attention issues, you know, but we like to talk about that kind of stuff. But he's going to come over and we're going to talk about the history of calendars and the different calendars and where they came from. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, you guys will enjoy that. And it probably makes no sense for me to say that now because you're probably listening to this a year after it was recorded. But hopefully you enjoyed it and... uh, Keep listening. This is the Leon Lounge, and you know, keep those airwaves smooth.